Yeah, well, let, let's dig in. Hello, everybody. I'm David Cooks, and I tell you what. We know that paralysis can take on many forms. It can be physical like mine, or it can be psychological. And what we try to do is feature stories that go from difficult places to fulfilling purpose. What seems impossible People have been asking me, who wrote your jingle for your podcast? Mario J. Brown is in the house. He is the founder and CEO of MJB Music. He helps artists go to the next level. He has some music out that I really love and I still listen to it now. All of us, we, we, we have some odds that, you know, are stacked against us or some hurdles that we have to jump. You know, there are some people that have probably looked at you and counted you out and, you know, laughed and felt like, OK, this is it for you. Like, you know, um, just really didn't expect you to become anything because of what you've what you've gone through. So get ready for your comeback. Might break down, but you can bounce back. And so bounce back is just a song that really speaks to getting over those like against all odds everybody we know has gone through some odds every tear you cry is making you uh so get ready for your comeback it might break down but you're gonna bounce back got so much to give a lot of life to live you must go from paralysis to purpose get your pen and paper out yeah i'm taking notes paralysis to purpose Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Paralysis to Purpose to Podcast. I'm your host, David Cooks. And I tell you, we got a special show for you today. But before I tell you about it, make sure that you like, share, and leave a comment, leave some reviews for this podcast. It helps other people experience what you experience all the time. Now, this one today, people have been asking me, who wrote your jingle for your podcast? That is an amazing song. It's got a great hook. It's got some Caribbean vibe. It's got, you know, who did that? Well, you're going to find out today because uh, Mario J. Brown is in the house of paralysis or purpose today. It's been a long time coming. He is the founder and CEO of MJB Music, M-U-S-I-C-K, you know, artist Artistic people just come with all kinds of different spellings, uh, but that's OK, because it's his business. Um, he helps artists. Uh, he helps them go to the next level and maximize their potential as as artists. Uh, he is also a singer, songwriter and an urban gospel artist. Uh, I, I first met Mario. You know what? Is, you know what's not on your resume? Man? You're a good. You're a fisherman. He, more than any of that. This guy on the other side of the mic. Can catch some can catch some fish now, so, but that's a you know maybe we'll do a fishing episode one day and we'll just talk about how to get it done. So anyway, um, he used to live here in Milwaukee. I first met him. Um, we went to we were attending the same church, Christian Faith Fellowship Church here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and he was one of the um, uh, praise and worship leaders. And uh, he had some music out that I really loved, and I still listen listen to it now. And we'll talk a little bit about that, but let me let me just let me let me welcome him. I'm I'm going on and on because I'm just so excited. Mario J. Brown, welcome to Paralysis, the Purpose, the Podcast. Dave Cooks, what's going on, my brother? Thank you for having me, man. So excited to be with you. Uh, well, thank you, man. and it's been. Uh, a, a, let, let's get let's just get right into it. So, <laughs> you are responsible for what I think is one of the best podcast jingles out there and it's so fit what we were doing or what we are doing with our podcast mm -hmm. and i would like for you to kind of talk a little bit about that process for you i gave you a call and i said hey man i'm i'm starting a podcast here's here's the title what you got and then 24 hours later <laughs> you, you sent me what you got and I was like, oh, I started sending it to all people all over the country. And they were like, this is fire. And I was oh. like, I was like, yes, it is. So take us through that process as, as an artist, as a producer, as a composer. How did you come up with the theme for Paralysis to Purpose to Podcast? Wow, man. First of all, again, thank you for having me. Um, when you called me and let me know that you needed a jingle, I got excited right away because I love, I've been wanting to get into jingle writing for a long time. Um, number one, because it comes natural to me. It's really uh, easy for me to think of melodies and put lyrics with melodies, especially when I know what direction, you know, um, that person is trying to go. So when you reached out to me 
and um, told me about your podcast, Paralysis to Purpose, um, I really, really was excited because of the message behind it. And so uh, just being able to uh, get the lyrics of what you kind of wanted introduced in the song uh, right away, just like you said, within 24 hours, man, I, I kind of just had some ideas musically where I wanted to go with that thing. And then, um, you know, it just as I started to write and record, it just it just came together like it's like it's always been here. And so that's always a good sign, man, when you hear music that sounds like it's been living for a long time. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, I hear that from from people who are creative like you and they say, if it doesn't sound like it should have already been out there, it probably shouldn't be out there. What is that? So it's it's interesting because in the subconscious mind out in the universe, this song existed and you pull that thing out and made it manifest. What can you can you describe what that is? Oh, man, it's it's just something that you just know. I mean, there's there's times where it doesn't happen all the time. But when you're writing and you're in that process and when you hear it back, you can tell where there's moments of it's like, OK, that's a good. It's like a puzzle coming together, you know, and you could tell when that piece is just perfect for that fit. And so, um, again, with this song, um, it's, of course, with the podcast, a jingle, it's not really long, you know, so I have to get right to the point. So that's that's a science in itself, just making sure that you can embody everything that needs to be into um, this jingle and you only have a short amount of time to do it. So it was important for me to understand your vision, you know, uh, with your podcast and what you want to get across. And um, man, melodically, like I said, that's something that just comes. And then uh, lyrically, it just, man. It was it was magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was um, it really was. And I want our listeners to understand that that uh, it was almost like one of those God kind of moments because um, you dropped it and you said, hey, this is what God gave me. And I was like, well, he gave you some stuff. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, and the rest is history. Seems impossible can be done by you. Be done by you. It may knock you down, but don't let it stop you. Got so much to give, a lot of life to live. You must go from paralysis to purpose. Yeah, paralysis to purpose. Oh, paralysis to purpose. Like you said, it doesn't happen that way all the time, but um, there is something about um, being connected and understanding the energy and the vibration of what it is you're trying to produce, because from there you can go and do your thing. And so you had a lot of influences in this short jingle. Uh, I I played it for someone today, actually, and uh, who was new to the podcast. And I was telling me, I got to get home because I got to interview this guy. And I played it for him and they were like, Man, that's a little Caribbean, a little soul, yeah. almost a little hip hop. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> what are your and I and, and so what are your influences? Like what what has influenced you to to be that diverse in what you do? Man, um, I really got to give credit to God because I'm able to capture different genres and, and naturally where it feels good. You know, you got some people that let's say they're gospel and then they try to sing R&B and it's like, it's like, ah, it still sounds gospel, you know, or (laughs) it's uh, just R&B and you're trying to go pop, but it's just not really a good fit. So, I mean, I've I've been around music my whole life. I come from the church and we'll go into that a little bit later as well. But um, I've listened to so much music throughout the course of my life that I've I've just really uh, embraced it all, you know? And so, the ability to be able to translate, that's really just a gift from God because it's its organic. Whichever lane that I go in, I've studied it enough to really, you know, capture that 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 vibe in that moment. Well, wow. so again, with that Caribbean vibe, it was like, oh, OK, where are we going with this? But then you're going to feel the soul from what I what I bring to the table as well. So, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the key words that you said, you said you studied. And I think a lot of um, people who are naturally gifted in things myself included, will sometime neglect the fact that if they add study to what they've been given, it helps to take them to the next level. How important was studying for you in terms of your craft? Studying was very important. I mean, because um, you have to be careful not to become someone else, but at the same time, you can, you can, 
be influenced by many different sounds and many different uh, lyrics. And so I, I've, I've studied a lot of different genres and songs and um, titles and lyrically from movies and just different scenarios. So I'm always I'm always studying every day. I'm studying. I'm listening, trying to figure out where I can find inspiration. And it comes in so many different forms. So the study um, is, is very important to the development of you know, what people see on the outside. Because again, if, if you just come one-sided, then, you know, that's fine. People master one side and that's cool. Um, but I try to be versatile. Um, so if I want to be versatile, I have to study other genres. I have to get in, in, um, in the minds of these songwriters and, you know, these other bands and musicians and singers in order to, you know, just bring something else to what it is that I do naturally. Yeah. Well, you said um, that you grew up in the church. And so let's go back and kind of go back to the to the early days of Mario J. Brown as a young man, as a kid. Um, when did you first realize or when did somebody first realize that you had a gift? Wow. Um, my grandfather, Reverend Joe Orr, um, he's the pastor in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He's been pastoring for years. He's now with Holy Redeemer, Bishop Daniels. And um, that's the church that I grew up under, my grandfather, Elder Orr. And during that time, our family, it was a family church. So we pretty much did everything in the church. So uh, my uncle was the drummer. My other uncle was the, uh, the keyboard player. My mom was leading songs and directing the choir. And my sister was singing. So what happened was my sister and I, we started singing together duets at a very young age. And so um, I was so short, man, they would have to stand me up on the table just to be as tall as she was to sing. So <laughs> I started singing really, really young. And um, from that moment, you know, it just it just began to develop. That's where I got that was my training ground, you know, if, for, for lack of better words. Mm -hmm. And so during that time, um, there's a lady in Milwaukee named Grace Davis. Um, she took note of something that I had and she took it to another level because at this time I was starting to, you know, I was growing up. I was almost in my teenage years and and she was she talked to my mom. She was like, hey, I really see something in this guy. Do you mind if I pick him up for rehearsals? So she started picking me up and taking me to these rehearsals and, you know, it just kind of took off from there because she exposed me to a, a, a higher level of, um, you know, ex expert expert with the uh, with music and, and singing and learning harmonies and notes and singing with choirs and, you know, just developing the gift with people. So that, um, yeah, I, I credit Grace Davis a whole lot for actually taking some seeing something in me and pushing it like, hey, we got it. We got to do something with this. So, yeah, that's 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 really how it started in the church. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Um, we often talk about here on Paralysis to Purpose to Podcast, the importance of having a coach or a mentor in your life and how that uh, most of our journeys, well, I don't know of anyone's journey that is solo and that a lot of times we don't see what others people can see because we have blind spots. And that's right, why you right. need someone that can help you identify the path that you can take and also not only identify that, but then put you in a position to help you um, grow in that area. In fact, she probably helped you get to the finish line, so to speak, a little bit sooner had you not had her uh, in, in your life. Would, would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Because I, I didn't see myself as a, a professional singer or even one that, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what my path would be at that time. And so her pulling me out and, you know, taking me down that road, it helped my eyes to see, you know, what, what was really in me. So, wow. yeah, for sure. That that is great. So so you're in high school and, and you're starting to do some things. Um, a lot of people will um, kind of stray away if that's a, if if that's even the right word. I'm not sure that is um, and do other things in, in the in the music world and do some R&B and do some hip hop and do some other things. Um, you've stayed, I mean, fairly grounded with what you've done. Uh, you've produced a lot of different things, just like you said. Um, how do you balance that? that calling on your life um, as a worship leader, because in my mind, I still see you as someone that really has a heart for worship and your songs are amazing. Um, how do you balance that with, um, you know, producing something that's outside of the church and being involved with something that's outside of the church? Yeah, good question, man. I, I think that uh, foundation really plays a part in that. And uh, just like I mentioned to you, you know, the Bible says train up a child in the ways that they should grow. And when they're old, they won't depart. And so me having that foundation as a child, um, there was a time where I moved away from gospel and I signed with the group. And, um, you know, we traveled the world and we, we work with some really phenomenal people from 
TLC, The Jagged Edge, uh, Tank, Brian Michael Cox, Rico Love, um, just a lot of phenomenal um, secular artists and writers and producers, corner boys. And um, during that time, man, I just I wasn't strong enough for um, a lot of the things that, that came my way. And so, you know, while we were doing pretty good as a group and, you know, getting our, our notoriety and growing together, my personal conviction wouldn't allow me to continue down that road. Mm. And so um, while I was doing the, the R&B music, I made a decision to come back to gospel. And uh, it was the hardest decision that I had to make because I feel like we were at the brink of success. Um, we were at a point where I remember sitting on the phone with one of the twins from Jagged Edge and they were begging me like, bro, not now. Like, why would you do this right now? Why would you lead a group now? And I'm just like, man, I, I can't I can't do it. Like, I can't do it anymore because the, it was it was really taking over my lifestyle and, you know, some of the things that I failed to and, you know, I, my conscience was just eating me up. I'm like, man, I ain't supposed to be doing half the stuff I'm out here doing. So <laughs> I just couldn't continue down that road, man. And I just prayed and I just asked God. But the thing was, you know, I knew that I wanted to come back to, to gospel, but my music was so different. And I was like, man, I'm not a traditional gospel artist. So if I do come back, like how will, how will I be received and will people respect and understand and appreciate um, the R&B sound in gospel? Mm. So, um, you know, that was a, a, a step of faith that I took. And man, my first song that I released uh, called Glory, uh, man, I, I did it with no expectations. I didn't know what God was going to do with the song. It made it into the hands of DJ Tony Neal from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, core DJs. Shout out Tony Neal. Um, and he put it in the hands of uh, Fred Hammond. And so, you know, of course, I grew up listening to Fred and Commission and the whinings. And I was like, man, you mean to tell me Fred heard this song? So Fred offered me a, a record deal, record contract off of that one song. And I was like, wow. So, God, this is kind of, you know, what you had in mind. So, you know, I kind of start going down that road. And then um, what happened was the, the first deal that he presented to me, it wasn't favorable. So I didn't take the deal. My attorney was like, I know that's Fred and I know you really want to go this route. But, you know, I'm a advising you not to. You could do what you want to do with that information. So I was like, oh God, I don't care if I don't get nothing. I'm, I'm signing. So, but I did, I, you know, against with his judgment, I didn't take that deal. And so about two years later, I got a phone call from uh, his attorney and um, he was like, hey, Mario, what's going on, man? You signed yet? I said, uh, who is this? It's <laughs> Chris Brown, you know, Fred Hammond's attorney. And uh, he's like, are you signed? I said, not yet, man. So he was like, well, we want to come back to the table. So at that time, when they brought it back to the table, it was a much more fair deal. And so I took the deal. And, um, you know, I was just really, really thankful to what God was able to do through that situation. And, you know, my faith um, just working, working for me. You know what I mean? And it just turned out to be a great invaluable experience like i can't thank him enough for the exposure you know the tours that i did with fred and you know that's really how my fan base grew uh being on the road with him yeah that uh what, what was the name of that cd uh the mario brown project that's right the mario brown project and uh i picked it up i still have it uh, on all of my uh streaming places the songs on there are amazing and it was and it was it was a really diverse um a release i mean and you and it was a diverse it had a touch of traditional in it but not a lot it but it took you a lot of places and and it, it was really really a, a good a good project so Man, thank you that's my baby right there yeah well that, yeah that's the first one you know and so you talk about um that first release and uh for those who don't know who fred hammond is just google him he is one of the godfathers of praise and worship and is respected around the world. People sing his songs all over the world all the time. And he's still yes, sir. putting out music that is just off the charts. So you get a break uh, with Fred Hammond and, you know, you see your success starting to, to grow and everything. Um, let's talk about the height of that and what happened. You know, you all of a sudden, I, you know, I didn't hear from you for a minute. I didn't know what was going on. And yeah. what happens with that? Man, this is the part of the story that I love telling, man. Just um, having an opportunity to really tell the story. Because a lot of times people see, like they say, you, 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 you know, you see the glory, but don't know my story. And so, again, 
what I just mentioned to you was the height of everything. That was at the time when things were really, really good. And um, I was afforded the opportunity to glean and, and get exposure um, through that label and that working situation. Uh, things suddenly took a turn for me in uh, 2016, in June of 2016. Uh, during that time, I, I'm trying to see how to make this story short. So basically, um, I was also a music teacher when I wasn't on the road. So I worked for Wisconsin Conservatory of Music. And they had me in different high schools in Milwaukee teaching children, you know, teaching kids how to sing and, you know, songwriting and different things. Uh, so it's like mentoring through music pro program. And so during that time, I was working with a group of kids at a high school. I won't mention the name. And uh, one of the kids, the guy, he's like twice my size. He got into it with the, with the female that was his girlfriend at the time. And so they all respected me. If they didn't like any other class, they loved music. So at that time, he was like, Mr. Brown, you know, I'm getting them ready for an end of the school year project. I got about 60 kids in this auditorium by myself. And so I'm like, well, oh boy, like this is, you know, might be a challenge. But then, you know, once we started, it was going really well until I guess they were either texting or something was said that I didn't recognize. And he stood up. And so I was like, hey, come here for a second. So I walked him out in the hallway to get him calmed down. And um, next thing I knew, the young lady, she got loose from the, the other children that were trying to hold her back. And she swung around me and hit the guy. So when she hit the guy, he ended up uh, bum rushing me to get to her. No. So when he bum rushed me to get to her, I fell down the stairs and I fractured my ankle. And so once the kids saw what had happened, they all just stopped in their tracks. They're like, Mr. Brown, Mr. Brown. So they all came to me, helped me up. And I'm starting to walk. I'm like, yeah, I need y'all to go get some help. Like, I can't walk. Something's wrong with my ankle. So I'm thinking it's just a minor sprain fracture, you know, so I get to the to the hospital or the doctor and they put me in a boot. They said, OK, you wear this boot for about three weeks and then you should be fine. Two days later, man, I wake up on my bathroom floor. Um, I had passed out un unknowingly. I woke up that morning. I was really dizzy and um, I couldn't breathe. And so I got to the, the restroom. And then when I woke up, I was on my floor. I'm, I'm getting up and I'm like, man, I think I just passed out. I'm seeing garbage, trash everywhere. So I'm, I'm assuming I had a fight going down. So I ended up calling um, my wife at the time. I called her. I said, hey, something's going on. I need you to get home. And, you know, she come, came home and like just like a lot of men, you know, we say, hey, uh, you know, just let me get a fan or some water and, you know, I'll be all right. So I'm just like, I'm asking, I'm begging her, don't, don't call the ambulance. Let me just lay here, get me something cool to drink and, you know, some Sprite and I'll be all right. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, thank God for her because she didn't listen to me. She was like, nah, something's going on. So she called the paramedics. Uh, they got there and they were like, we got to get them to the hospital right away. So what had happened was I had developed some blood clots in those two days that ended up uh, traveling to, my, I, I developed them in my leg and two days later they traveled up to my lungs. And so both of my lungs were now clogged with um, these blood clots and so I couldn't breathe. So I had a massive pulmonary embolism. Mm. And um, you know, all the doctors was just like, you, it's, it's a, we can't believe you're still here, um, that you even made it to the hospital. So they did emergency surgery, removed the clots and, you know, but it damaged my lungs. So that took me a lot, a long time to even recover from, you know, what I had been through. And so during that time, the deal and, you know, my travel and all of that just ceased. And so I was like, okay, I got to find a way to make some money. So I got my CDLs and I started driving for Milwaukee County bus transit. And, um, you know, I did that for a while, um, to the best of my ability, I wasn't happy doing it, but you know, I did it because that's, that was the opportunity I had at that time. So, um, yeah, man, a lot of people don't know that whole story. No, I, I didn't know that whole story. And for those who've read my book, it's interesting in 2016, 2018 for me, um, is, uh, when I actually, no, I believe it was 2016 in December, I was on a flight and was having some trouble breathing. And sure enough, I ended up with some massive blood clots in my lungs. And I had to, and I had to have some procedures done as well. Um, and I, I'm grateful to be here. I remember the shortness of breath thing, all of that. And so I, I, you know, that's, I didn't know that story, but I'm glad you shared it. And, and, um, because this would be a great place, I think, for us to take a quick break. And when we come back, you just released a single called Bounce Back. <laughs> come and on, so, man. And bounce so back. bounce back. So obviously you bounce back 
And when we come back, we're going to talk about that new single. We're going to talk about the other things in Mario's life that are that are important that include being a father and also giving back. So we'll be right back on Paralysis to Purpose, the podcast with our guest, Mario J. Brown. We hope you're enjoying Paralysis to Purpose, the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Paralysis to Purpose for more updates. Also, check out David's website at davidcookspeaks.com to learn more about his mission and purchase his book, Getting Undressed, From Paralysis to Purpose. Welcome back to Paralysis to Purpose, the podcast with our guest, Mario J. Brown. You, you know, I forgot to tell you, he's in Atlanta now. He's talked a lot about his time in Wisconsin, and that's he's from the 414, for those of you that need to know that. Milwaukee is in the house. Hey, you know, you that story you just told us was amazing, and I shared a little bit of mine. I, I want you to share with the audience now, you know, you've lost the deal. I, I told you when we were off air, I was going to speak and had just been signed by a Speakers Bureau, and, and I lost that deal because I ended up in the hospital and I never got that deal back. Um, you had some tough times after that. You you were on the mend and you were ready to get back in. Talk a little bit about what happened next. Yeah. So as I started recovering, man, and started to do exercises, trying to get my, my strength and my stamina back up, um, you know, I attempted to really get back out here and, you know, pick up where I left off. And I, I, I quickly found out that momentum is everything. Um, it was very difficult to try to start over again at that point. Even the people that were in my corner, um, you know, they had just kind of felt like, uh, we don't know if there's anything we can do at this point because we've lost so much ground. Um, and so, again, man, it's just I went through a stage of depression. Um, that was also during the time where I lost my grandmother. And so, you know, all I knew was music. Um, that's all I've grown up doing. That's all I've ever done. Like I, I, I really rarely worked, you know, I was in and out of jobs, you know, little side jobs, but music is what, you know, what I had done up until that point for just all of my life. And so for that to have been taken away from me was, uh, it was devastating because it's, it's who I am. And, um, I found myself questioning God and why he would allow me to go through this and take away the very thing that, um, I'm, I'm here to do. And to, so I, I, I didn't know if it was something that, you know, I caused or, you know, I just, I just went through so many different stages, man. And, um, just depression kind of set in. And so of course, then it was like, I can't put out music now because I'm not in the right state of mind. My, I'm not free to, you know, create. And so, you know, I went through a lot during that process as well. And so again, you know, I was driving, driving the city bus at the time. And I was just, I remember just kind of zoning out many times like wow i can't believe i'm here like how did i get from here to here and um again it wasn't a knock against anybody else that was doing that it was just you know for my life i knew that that wasn't the purpose or the plan for my life so i had found myself in a position that um i that was unexpected and so what do we do in unexpected circumstances all we can do or for myself you know all i could do is just continue to pray and believe and you know ask god to to get me through it and mm. um like you said, man, that the bounce back is real. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So you dealt with depression. You had to work, work, work through that. You had death in the family. It's amazing how sometimes it seems like things all kind of pile on at the same time. And you're like, what in the world's going on here? So uh, and there's nothing wrong for if you're listening out there um, to be at, to ask questions and be wondering, like, you know, you gave me the gift. Now you took it away. I, I'm confused. What what do we do here? Um, because that's part of the healing process. That's part of dealing with depression and grieving is asking questions and getting answers um, and, and finding your way. So um, but you didn't stop with music. You, you got you, you got yourself back together. Um, you did you did what you had to do while you were trying while you were in the process of healing and getting back on purpose road. And yeah. and, and I think that's a message for everybody, um, because the worst thing, isolation is the new depression and had you not become active and had something going on you know who knows you know if, if we'd be having this conversation so uh what was next for you 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 um kind of went through that process you're now back um and i remember you releasing um a single i think it was called this ain't church no more <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did release a song in there. Ain't church no more. 
Ain't Church No More. And it was banging. Wow. I, I loved it. I don't know what kind of reception it got for you, but what led you to that? And then, and then, you know, what, what you know, and, and how did you get back on your feet? Well, we're digging. I said, we're, we're going to go here. We're going to go here, bro. I know you didn't, hadn't even heard that song, but, uh, you know, uh, like I said, I grew up in uh, a church where I, I experienced God for myself, you know, so I'm at a point where nobody can tell me that he's not real because I, I've witnessed, I've seen miracles with my own eyes. I've seen, um, you know, just, just people that have been in wheelchairs getting up and walking. I've seen them heal without I mean, just free from addictions instantly. And so all of these experiences that I experienced early on in the church, I started wondering like, man, church has changed so much. You know, even if I didn't understand the word, I saw I was a witness to what he was doing in my in my eyes. And so now I'm in a place where I've been had been going to church where it just wasn't the same. I wasn't witnessing the miracles I hadn't seen. Like everything was so predictable. And um, I was just like, man, this is not this ain't this ain't the church I remember. And, um, you know, just even from the songs that we used to sing to the the testimonies that we would hear, you know, everything just seemed to be a rush. And it was just like, OK, um, let's 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 get in and out of service or, you know, let's uh, you know. So that that's what inspired that song. I was like, it ain't church no more. And so the reception of it, uh, of course, people love the song, but a lot of radio personalities were scared to play it. They were like, uh, we think this is kind of telling people that they shouldn't go to church. I'm like, no, that's not the message. The message is let's go back. You know, let's 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 get some of these principles that we had and, you know, imply them again. Like, let's let's not forget where we come from. And so it's not 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 go to church. But hey, church, let's be about the people again. Let's stop being about ourselves and building up the churches and not building people. So remember seeing families being fed by the pantries. Pastor had love for the people And he would do anything to supply the need Where the mothers go And what about the deacons Now who's supposed to get a prayer through And who's supposed to teach us And now we're following the program And everything is a rush I used to want to go to church but It ain't church no more Ain't church no more that's really where that song came from. So ain't church no more, man. That was I, t I took some I took some hits for that song. But. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Um, that's part of artistry and people people interpret things through the lens they interpret them through. And if they're if they're not willing to take those glasses off and look at something differently, then they're just not yeah. they're, not, they're not in a place of growing yeah, because yeah. you are growing. And it's, it's interesting. Um, Writers seem to write a lot of a lot from the space that they're in at that time. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons you didn't write in the darkest days, because you knew that was not going to be 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 the best version of you. Right. Uh -huh. Absolutely. So um, you, you get that written and um, you've been working on a lot of stuff and we're going we're gonna to get to your, your single. But in the after that, uh, I know you, re you relocated to Atlanta. Um, and you begin, I begin to see you all over social media, um, mentoring young people and providing, um, opportunities for them to, to learn about music. Why is giving back so important to you? Wow. Uh, giving back is important to me because it's all about exposure. I think if we don't know what we have access to, then our, our, our vision is limited. And so when we have exposure and we can know that, oh, wow, so this this is possible. Um, I remember in my teenage years being in, uh, you know, these mansions of these, these and, and driving in these cars and, you know, just being in these neighborhoods and these studios that were just five star. And, you know, I remember not waiting in line for like when we were with Jagged Edge, man, we, we didn't wait in lines, man. It was like, oh, Jagged's here. Yeah, we going straight through it. So that type of exposure and me seeing our people doing well gave me another outlook on life. It was like, man, so everybody's not struggling because from what I'm seeing in my, my limited view at the time, it just appeared that, you know, only certain people could obtain or certain people could achieve. And so, um, again, by having that exposure, it made me believe. And so even to this day, I haven't stopped going after what I saw and what I believe God was showing me during that time, because 
you know, I, I, I know that he's not a guy that he should lie. And, um, you know, if he spoke it, it's, it's going to be done. If he said it, it will be done. So I, I'm looking at the fact that, you know, God is not he's not a teasing God. You know, I'm like, God, you wouldn't allow me to see all of these things and not, you know, and just say and dangle it in front of my eyes. So, you know, I, I've always believed and, you know, because of my exposure, I've continued to go after things that had I not seen it, I wouldn't have gone that route. So it's very important. So now I'm in a position where as I'm getting older, man, a lot of people don't even know how old I am because. I'm blessed with some good genes, man. <laughs> but uh, I've been around for a while. This is my 25th year professionally in the music entertainment industry. And so, um, you know, I'm able to now give back. I'm able to look at younger people or even not just so much younger people, but people that have um, that have a gift. Um, I work with Pastor Melva, um, a couple of uh, she's in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, a well-known uh, pastor there. And, um, you know, she hadn't used her gift in a while, but she had a she still had a desire to release music. And so it was like, you know, she reached out to me and I was able to pour into her and bring out that gift that was that was lying dormant or that had been, you know, just just in her but hadn't been developed. And so those type of moments, man. And now I'm um, I'm working with a young lady named Kimberly Marie. And I'm excited about uh, we're doing something together called Rhythm and Style Runway Shows. And so during this time, we're taking 50 kids from eight different cities and we are just teaching them modeling, fashion, uh, music, uh, photography. So we've got a team of people that are developing these youth all over the the nation. And eventually um, we're going to go abroad as well. So but yeah, man, it's so important to be able to give back. It's so important to be able to, uh, you know, just not not be selfish. Like I've always been an open book to people that are willing to listen. You know, that's great, because I believe that if you aren't serving someone else, then you're not in your purpose at all. I'm not sure what you're doing, because purpose is always attached to service. And so that's fantastic. Hey, um, let's just shift gears for a moment and, and talk about you and your family, you as a father. Um, I know how important that is to you. Those who haven't followed him, you will notice uh, a lot of his social media posts surround his son, his daughters, his family. Um, why is being a dad such a big deal to you? Uh, man, that's that's close to my heart. I feel like if I fail at everything else, man, as a father, like I, I know that I've done a good job and I continue to pride myself on being a father because I understand how important it is. And, you know, again, like that's the greatest gift that I have. Uh, my biological children that I'm able to say that God got that God gave me, you know, I'm able to pour into them and see them develop and grow. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at my I can I can go down the list. My son, you know, he was in he was around me in the studios and doing rehearsals and you know, at the time he was very quiet. I didn't even know that he had a gift to really sing. And, you know, we came out that Mario Brown project, A Father's Love was his first time in the studio. And so, you know, I pushed him there and then, um, but he, he didn't seem like he enjoyed it a whole lot. So I was like, okay, let me back off. Cause I don't want to put this on him if this is not naturally what he wants to do. But fast forward to now, um, you know, he's, he's got his own studio and he's producing, he's worked with some major artists himself. He's a, he's an artist in his own right. He's really, really good at what he does. And he credits those moments, those times that he was around and, you know, absorbing all of the things that, you know, he witnessed me do. And so that was just special to see, um, your son, man, do what it is that you, that, you know, that, that, that you have a love for. And then, um, my, 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 my daughter, my oldest daughter, Brooklyn, you know, um, she just auditioned for a praise and worship team here in Atlanta. And I was like, whoa, I didn't ask her to do it. I didn't push her in that direction. She said, dad, I need you to help me. I want to get ready for this song. And, you know, just to see her on stage now, of course she got, she, you know, they're, they're all really talented and gifted, man. So she got the, um, I won't say the spot, but right. um, she, she did make, make the audition. And um, so I was able to watch her, you know, worship God and lifting her hands and closing her eyes and just kind of going down the same road that, you know, it's passionate for me. You know, I'm still a worship leader. I work with about five or six different churches here in Atlanta where I'm rotating and uh, serving on Sundays and, you know, just really still just giving God glory through uh, praise and worship as well. But man, but even beyond that, you know, it's just so valuable. Um, it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, I just can't even believe 
how the, the development that they've had, you know, I've, I'm listening to them tell me the impact that they've I've had in their life yesterday being Father's Day. They all wrote me some very touching notes that I wrote on Facebook that brought me to tears. And it was just like, man, thank you, God, because, you know, when I feel like I may be failing in every other area, you know, this is his reminder, like, hey, you know, you're doing you're doing a good job. So, I, I, I man, father fatherhood is everything to me. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, let's talk about your latest single that dropped last week, Friday, um, and it's called Bounce Back. I've already downloaded it and have it on repeat. Um, what was the story? What, yeah, what's the story behind the song? I think like all of us, we, we, we have some odds that you know, are stacked against us or some hurdles that we have to jump. And so I've had my share of all of that, you know, different things that, you know, I thought would even take me out. And even the things that I was able to get through, you know, I was like, man, you know, there's some people that have probably looked at you and counted you out and, you know, laughed and felt like, okay, this is it for you. Like, you know, um, just really didn't expect you to become anything because of what you've, what you've gone through. And so bounce back is just a song that really speaks to getting over those, like against all odds. I mean, and when we've talked about some of the odds that I've gone through, but you've gone through some odds, everybody we know has gone through some odds and that bounce back is real, man. It, I mean, you, you, we can't give up. So against all odds, you know, if we, if we hang in there, the song says, you're not going to lose. Every tear you cry is making you. Uh, so get ready for your bounce, for your comeback. It might break down, but you're going to bounce back. And so it's really encouraging, man, because I think it, it's, I was, asking God to give me a song that would reach everyone, a mm -hmm. song that everybody could feel, a song that everybody could relate to. And um, this is one of those songs. I mean, everybody has had their share of obstacles and, and, and you know, different things that they've had to fight through. And when I say fight, I mean, if we can get this mic to so many different people, man, we've all got so many stories to tell. And, you know, that's the part I love about it, because if you don't give up, man, we win. I love it. The, the most powerful thing anyone has is their story. And we've got to encourage people to tell your story because your story is not just for you. Your story is for the people that have been assigned to you to listen to it. And I would encourage everybody to go and download Bounce Back. Uh, it's got a nice, it. you know what? Just go listen to it. Because if you like the jingle, which was only 30 seconds, you're going to love Bounce Back. <laughs> so. Trials on every hand, but instead of stressing, you should go and count your blessings, yeah, yeah Even when you don't understand Don't let go of his promises Trust me, it'll be worth it Tribulations work patience Patience works faith Faith brings hope So I just hope that you know When you come back, might break down, but you can bounce back. Ain't nothing to it if you keep your faith and keep your cool. It's already done, and you know that. Time to dust yourself off when you bounce back. Devil thought he won, cause he knocked you down. Didn't know you still had another round. And it's alright to admit it, that it was looking real bad for a minute. Now you're back on your feet again, and you're stronger than you've ever been. Got the heart of a champion And you're ready for another win Tribulations work patience Patience works faith Faith brings hope So I just hope that you know You're not gonna lose You're not gonna lose So get ready for your comeback Might break down but you can bounce back you out everybody laughs but look at you now bounced back you just bounced back yeah but they gave up on you before the breakthrough but you bounced back you just bounced back yeah tribulations work patience patience works faith faith brings hope so i just hope that you know For your comeback, might break down, but you gon' bounce back. Yeah. If you keep your faith 
and keep your cool It's already done and you know that Time to dust yourself off and you bounce back You come back, come back, I break up, but you can bounce back, yeah. Oh, keep your faith and keep your cool. It's already done, and you know that. Time to dust yourself off, and you bounce back. Hey, let's um before we before we uh sign off, what what's your most proud moment as an artist? Honestly, one. Of- of the most proudest moments I have as an artist was being able to gain the respect of my hometown. It's it's not easy to uh, make a name for yourself in your city. And so the fact that I was able to do that and get the respect from people all, all from my hometown of Milwaukee, that was my proudest moment because when it came time for me to do different events, um, I did something called Bring Back the Groups There. And every artist, every um, musician that I reached out to, man, they were all like, let's do it. I mean, I, I got, I didn't get no's from anybody because I've always shown love and respect for everybody. And so that's, that's, that's something that I, I pride myself on is really showing support, love, respect to everybody. And, um, you know, for me, it was showing a return. So a lot of people say hometown don't support, but Milwaukee was my number one market. And, um, you know, even to this day, I'm, I'm still working to bring things back to the city. So yeah, that's my proudest moment. Yeah, I ran across uh, somebody known as the podcast doctor or something like that. And you were actually, (laughs) we won't say his name or anything, but I think he's got a single out now too that you helped produce. And uh, one of those things again, where he was, um, he had this gift and wanted to do something with it. And we just happened to be talking about things. And, and he, I was getting, he was mentoring me on some podcast stuff and, and then your name popped up and I was like, you gotta be kidding. Um, and so you're doing you're doing work all over the place. And, and that's fantastic. Um, we talk about three things on paralysis to purpose that I believe everybody has as part of their journey from whatever form of paralysis you have until you find out who you are and what you're supposed to do. And we talk about perspective, perseverance and partnerships. And you've alluded to some of those things today, but I'm going to take this time, as I always do with uh, our guests and ask you, when you, what does perspective mean to you? Perspective is everything. I mean, depending on how you see things is is how things can develop. And they say, when you look, what is a saying that I I love? Uh, The things you, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So basically it's, it's about how you see things. You know, a lot of us give up in times where we've only got that that view and we and it looks like we can't make it any further and so perspective is everything if you can change your perspective you can change the outcome of your life so for me perspective is everything wow uh perseverance <laughs> perseverance is also something a lot of people uh don't see the finish line because they quit before they get there and so only uh in perseverance and continuing to persevere will you get to that destination that you see um Again, for myself, I, I have something that I that I I pride myself in. So there's people that may may think that oh he's done really good and he's done this and done that, but it's it's not enough for me. So pers- I'm still persevering because I haven't reached the level that I I, I believe God has for me. So um, just being able to continue to fight to get through it, persevere, not give up, and um, you know that says a lot about you and your character and. You know, um, it, it, it really takes that because once you get there, you're going to be hit again. And so learn how to persevere. You keep going. Yeah. In order to sustain that level of excellence, it takes a next level of perseverance and hard work to make that happen. Uh, the last thing, and you've talked about this a little bit. We talked about it with Miss um, Davis, I believe, early on, the importance of partnerships. And you've been a partner to so many what does that mean for you and in, 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 on your journey? Yeah, partnerships are really important. I kind of relate that to relationships as well. I think it's so important in this business to um, continue to develop relationships because it's not always about, you know, it's, it's sometimes it can be about who you know, who you've built relationships with. And if you're on your if you're on this person's mind at the time of opportunity. Um, so it's important to really continue to build those relationships with people. Um, and, and again, 
so you, you, you make, you create this space that you're able to go back into and say, Hey, um, I remember you did this. I remember you did that. And are you still doing it? And so partnerships are so important because we can only do so much by ourselves. And so even with at my greatest level of success, I could have been even greater had I had maybe some stronger partnerships. And so that's what I'm developing now. Like I have a team at MJB Music Entertainment that um, has developed and I'm continuing to develop that team uh, with some strong pieces in place. So partnerships are everything, man. It's how you get things done. What's next for you? What's next for me? Well, um, I'm continuing music, of course. I'm so excited about working with other artists, um, other singers and musicians. And, you know, I've got some things coming up here in Atlanta with some uh, some pop up worship opportunities that's coming up. And um, with, again, but as an artist, new music is going to continue to keep coming out. Um, I'm working on the rhythm and style. Uh, just so many different projects, man. Uh, most of all, I'm just about fulfilling purpose and just being happy in life, you know, just making sure that I'm keeping myself in the right state of mind and keeping myself around the right people and uh, just re just ridding myself of anything that would stop me from, you know, being all that God has called me to be. So that's what's next for me. That's enough. I mean, you can't. What more, <laughs> what, what more can you do? Right. Um, if people want if people want to follow you, uh, what is the best way for them to follow you, get a hold of you? You can follow me, Mario J. Brown, uh, on most platforms. That's Mario J. Brown. Don't forget the J. And uh, that's where you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok. So that's pretty much everywhere. Mario J. Brown. Well, Mario, you've been fantastic today. Thank you for being a guest here on Paralysis to Purpose, the podcast. I encourage our listeners to please go and check out Bounce Back. Uh, he's got the Mario J Project. He's got some Christmas stuff. Just look him up on Spotify, wherever you get your music. He's got a bunch of stuff out there. You will not be disappointed. Until next time on Paralysis to Purpose, the podcast, this is David Cooks reminding you that your ability to endure is always greater than your willingness to endure. You can do anything you put your mind to. Thanks for tuning in to Paralysis to Purpose. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paralysis to Purpose on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. To purchase his book, visit davidcooksspeaks.com. Be sure to tune in next time for more inspiring conversations with David Cooks. I'll never forget sitting down to watch the evening news, turning it on, and I was the lead story. 1280 The Zone, afternoon drive host, fence check, gets arrested for DUI. It's, it's a good life that I had built. And in one moment, I gave it all up. You know, after that, I entered inpatient rehabilitation. I did 65 days. Next time on Paralysis to Purpose. His story is amazing. He's a sports talk radio host, Spencer Checkett. And when I got out, I felt amazing physically. I, I learned some skills in there, namely meditation, trauma healing. I turned 40 in rehab. And I just said, you know, if you don't get uh, a grip on this, the next downfall is going to be a lot worse than losing a job or a relationship or the respect of people. And I just realized I had to find another way. Paralysis to purpose.